Hello, everybody. This is the Soul Man, Brian Solak from the Seattle Sports Union. Uh, we're currently doing our weekly Seattle Sports Union podcast, and you're probably wondering why in the heck am I talking and not that other guy, Abraham DeWeese. Well, after last week's podcast, we had to bench him to the sidelines <laughs> for his remarks about Gardner Minshew. Um, let's say hello to <laughs> University of Oregon Matthew Page, how you doing, buddy? Ah, uh, hey, 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 how's it going? Go, go, so, it's going well so far, you know. Yeah, good to hear. <laughs> were, were we able to secure Gardner for the show today? Uh, unfortunately, no. I'm sorry. Uh-oh, all right. We, well, we, guess, we do I, have our replacements. Uh, somebody you're familiar with. Uh, are we settling for Mr. <laughs> Mr. DeWeese? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Thank you for okay, allowing, thank you for allowing me to participate, everybody. <laughs> everybody, welcome to Ham Abraham Deweese. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, thank you. And it's great to be a part of the show the night before the NFL draft. <laughs> exactly, I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Sports news, yay! Something, yay some sports. <laughs> yes, yes. As Marv Albert would say, remember those good old uh, days. When he's not I, um, yeah. Who's on fire? <laughs> hey, I, I I got a topic that was not on our topic sheet tonight. I'm going to start out with before we talk a little football. Uh, it's something up. it's something called minutia. I, I just want to ask. I have three different uh, ideas. I'm going to ask you about, and we can discuss it, or you can call it minutia. We can move on, but it's something I really struck out, struck out in my mind. Uh, Percy Harvin is in the news. We talked about him in our last podcast and he wants to come back to the NFL. Is that much of minutia or is there a possibility of him coming back and kicking some, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say good luck to him. Uh, I don't, I don't miss him any, any, you know, ill will or anything, but I'm not saying I want the Seahawks to even, Call him. How about that? Yeah, no, I <laughs> fair enough. I, I don't want the guy either. I mean, I take a look at what was he? Tim Tebow's favorite target back at the University of Florida. Uh, yep. I, I, I look at him as having his his good days way way behind him, and it even goes back to I don't know. Heck, probably goes back to uh, uh, college because did he? No, I'm sorry. Okay, he had a few good years in Minnesota, but has he done anything with the Seahawks? What he play in the Super Bowl, and that's it. What did he do with the Jets? He got like headaches, and that's it. And did you guys even know he's with the Bills? Like I, I, I read, I read what you read, and uh, it said something about like, he was last with the Bills and like two, three years ago. And I thought to myself, huh, wow, because I don't remember ever seeing him on TV once since maybe one game with the jets guys so dude are you saying there is a chance is there a chance someone's gonna pick him up no nobody wants the guy he gets (laughs) he gets headaches all the time he's old uh any any speed that he had is long gone by now i I don't see any value in this particular guy whatsoever he's he's a headache and uh, he likes to punch out other receivers so yeah i don't i I don't want to minimalize the 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 headaches that he has, he has a serious medical condition that that causes regular migraines and it it has been an issue. It has interfered with his ability to play. Okay. He supposedly, you know, that's that's, 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 no excuse to give other people's migraines. (laughs) 
I understand that. I'm just saying, don't belittle that. Don't don't be like, oh, you get, he has headaches and can't play. Well, yeah, he does. He has real real health problems. That's a real legitimate problem. But yes, he is a he, he is a distraction on the field. Outside that, and and he has caused some problems. Maybe he's matured. He's 31 now, so he's not like crazy old or anything to come make a comeback but the honest truth is is that i don't think there was i mean a lot there was a lot of talent there but it never really developed everyone kept paying him based upon what he what he what he could become and it was always like oh man if he breaks out he's gonna have you know a 25 touchdown year at one point because he's amazing and it never really happened with any team and i i don't know i think at some point you got to kind of hang it up and and you know, maybe he should consider coaching if he wants to get back into football. Well, fair enough. We'll chalk that up as minutia number one. <laughs> uh, second, second comment. Um, Michael James, <clears throat> Mister, is he still alive? He he is back in the news. He was hired to be a consultant for the running backs of the University of Oregon. Is that just a bunch of minutia, or is that worth discussing? The last time, I, last thing I remember of him was he was catching uh, punt returns for the 49ers, and it was I think it was against the Seahawks, and I forget who it was, but someone just utterly destroyed him the second he caught the ball. And I don't think I ever saw him ever again after that, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, if yeah, he's so he's back at he's back at Oregon, and he's going to be a running back consultant or whatever. Is what you that, said? That, that's what they called it. Yep, your whatever okay. your coach's name is. That's what the new title is for. His he's coach. a he's a legend there. He owns a lot of records. He he you know he knows how to play running back in college at least. So maybe he'll he'll add some value to the program for them. And how about, how about yeah. you, Abe? Yeah, uh, I'm sure he'd be a good running back coach. Uh, the guy was super fast, and uh, he wasn't quite—he wasn't quite the uh, the pot smoker that Legarrette Blunt was. But uh, you know, I'm uh, sure yeah. I'm sure he can go back to <laughs> Eugene and 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 doobie it up or whatever the kids call it these days. Um, hey, it's legal now, so it's all good. <laughs> and he's a coach, so it's all good even more. I don't know. I, 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 he got out. He got. He was in the shadow of Legarrette Blunt, not in a not in the respect of like talent or, you know, what he produced on the field, but it always seemed like there was some sort of news every other week about if it wasn't LeGarrette Blunt, you know, smoking pot or punching out Boise state offensive linemen. Um, yeah. It seemed like the Michael James career kind of got pushed to the background. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't know as much about him as I do that, uh, that wacko that, that uh, used to be with the ducks. Okay, he was a two-time All-American, a two-time All-Pac-12, a Doak Walker Award winner, a Heisman Trophy finalist. He was in like finished like third that year. Yeah, how uh, many suspensions did he have, and how many headlines did he make? Zero suspension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, zero no, suspension. You wouldn't, you wouldn't disagree though, would you? That like you know somebody, uh, like let's go with let's go with the the Huskies. Um, you know somebody like uh, uh, like. Corey Dillon, who who did everything that he did in uh-huh. in one season, that was the crux of the nineteen ninety six uh, Huskies team. Lamichael James, who could have been 
I, I don't know the team as well as you do, who could have been like the key, you know, the key person that made that whole thing run. You'd never know it because there's so much wackiness going on with the other guy. Um, well, first of all, I, I was incorrect. There was a one game suspension um, for harassment of his, of a girlfriend uh, that he got in trouble with. But uh, <laughs> 2009, good 2009 job. Is the one, well, you're talking you're talking Legarrette Blount. Legarrette Blount was the one who who punched a dude at uh, at uh, Boise State in 2009. He was then gone from Oregon after that year. 2010 is the year that they went that the Ducks went all the way and uh, to the championship game and lost against uh, Cam Newton. And uh, uh, um, Michael James was the was the number one rusher on that team. He helped carry that team. And then also in 2011, he was the cornerstone of the team too. And then he graduated and was drafted by the Niners. Yeah, yeah, those were down years for the Pac-12. I don't think too many people watched it. Oh yeah, time. down years for the Pac-12 when the when the teams in the in, when when all the teams is in the uh, national championship game. Okay. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> all right. Was it we'll, we'll, we'll chalk that up. At, at, we'll chalk that up as non minutia uh-huh. So we're we're one and one here. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last one. I'm saving the best for last. Our own Abraham Deweese participated in a mock draft this week on 950 KJRM Sports Station in Seattle. Uh, here, here's my thoughts before I, I <laughs> ask what you guys want. Wait, is that side? Is that side directed at me or at the show? Because I. My feelings are hurt it's if, more, it's at, it, if it's at me. <laughs> it's more at the show, at okay. show but <laughs> uh, Dave Softy Muller runs a show. He's been around for, what, 20, 25 years. I think the guy is washed up. He's old. He's like Wayne Cody was at this prime of his life. I think he's got a bunch of followers that because he went to UW, everybody just worships the ground. He, this guy walks on. and He actually never went to UW. Oh, well, okay, then I'm wrong. You caught me wrong there, but he's a UW. Where did he go to school? Bellevue, Before Commu- I finish Bellevue my Community College. Okay, see, so you didn't even make it to UW. But... <laughs> he's a wannabe UWer. Got it. <laughs> but he's got a lot of followers, and I, I just think they're nothing against my boss, Abraham DeWeese, but I think the majority of them are just bandwagon dog fans who don't know Jack sleep about sports and I look at these picks and besides the ones that make sense which are maybe the top three and then Abe picked Isaiah Simmons at when it was his turn it's just it's a stupid show and it was a stupid these these guys are idiots and (laughs) and I'm I'm lost in thought here, as we can all tell. But oh no, the wag! I think I got what I think I got what I needed to get out of that. Um, oh, it's a stupid, anyways, a stupid, bo- a stupid broadcaster who has stupid fans. And no offense, Abraham, but anybody on that show is stupid. <laughs> I got it. Are these, I got it. Are these the same people who, like, uh, in April last year, for the when the seat when the Mariners were actually somewhat winning they were talking about how we should make some huge trades and give up the future because obviously the team is here now and we need to trade for some aces and so forth right before what what everyone knew was going to happen where we lost like 40 in a row but they were all like oh my god the team is here and the team is amazing and we're the best team in baseball sounds like softy fans yeah well now wait a minute because i think i was one of those people that got excited last year i think i realized where this is going now 
<laughs> These are clever dudes <laughs> of me. You're claiming it's a softie. No, I mean it's okay to get excited about baseball team. Um, but, no, no, no. But they were like, they were like, this is obviously we're here and we're obviously we're the best team in baseball. And we need to trade for, I forget who they're advocating trading for, but it was like, like totally ridiculous and ludicrous. And they're like, guys, this team is. I mean, Dan Vogelback is our is like the best hitter in baseball right now. No, this is not going to last. You yeah, know. Yeah. Anyway. No, I mean that that's that's true. But I mean, did you this time last uh, this time last year? Did you think that it was going to be the utter flip of the coin, just the complete, you know, ship sinking to the bottom of the bottom of the ocean? You almost kind of thought if you could just play 500 for the rest of the season, you'd at least be in the wild card mix. No, I, I knew full well we weren't going to make the wild yeah, card. Yeah, they, they overachieved last year. They were, they were terrible. They just got lucky. It wasn't even, it wasn't even on the table. Yeah, People were being idiots speaking that. I need to go back to the tapes last year and see what you guys said. Um, I was just in. Please, please do. <laughs> back yeah. to this drafting, though. Do, oh, do you yes. guys win anything in it? I mean, 25 yeah, I of these 32 picks are stupid. I won 30. I won 300 bucks today. Did you really? Yeah, I got second place prize. Um, so my pick, I was the Carolina Panthers GM, and I picked Isaiah Simmons. And I do understand your point. The picks preceding mine there were there was one head scratcher and that's jordan love going to the jordan love is a reach. and in my opinion i think Tua tunga valoa is a reach i think anybody that picks him in the first round let me refer first, first, first 20 first 20 picks first 20 picks anybody that picks him they're fools they shouldn't do it i agree with that um, I, I see a lot of reaches in here. Justin Herbert to the Jacksonville Jaguars is just dumb. Very uh, Tristan Wirfs is too low. I think he's going to go higher than eight. Um, and Jerry Judy from the Alabama at 15 to the Broncos is too low as well. Uh, yeah, there are some really dumb, but uh, 21 is 21 is a solid pick. That's Derek Brown and number Derek Brown and number four. Derek Brown's a reach. Yeah. You need to, say, need who, offensive you line. Need to say who 21, 21st is. Nobody. 21 nobody is can see Justin it on the, Jefferson. <laughs> yes. There Justin you go. Jefferson to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a wide receiver at LSU. He, I'm very high on him. And uh, I've seen a, a bunch of mock drafts having him go to the Eagles. The Eagles need a top quality wide receiver. And uh, the, the, the two or three guys that are rated above him are, are projected to go before him. So, they usually everyone pretty much has the Eagles taking Jefferson, which I want to trade up and deny. Jacob Eason uh, twenty three to the New England Patriots is a dumb, dumb, dumb pick. <laughs> Chosen Seattle roots to this pick to this uh, draft. I'm okay with it. That means the Patriots will be bad for a long time. Uh, yeah, okay. If that, yeah, if it happens in real life, okay, yeah, sure. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm surprised that only one Husky made this top 32. I mean, they're all, all these people are idiots. You would have thought Hunter Bryant, Nick Harris, Aaron Fuller, they all would, someone would have picked them too. Just saying. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that because Aaron Fuller. I don't think there really is a number of first round. Yeah, nobody's, put, nobody's put Aaron Fuller I, in the first round in the mock drafts I've seen. 
Nick Harris centers just don't go in the first round. Uh, we've you the three of us have talked about this on this show before. There, it's ridiculous that offensive linemen don't go higher than they really do. You know, it's um, yeah. It, it, it the the guy a guy like uh, Walter Jones changes your entire franchise. You know, and um, it, it's just fascinating how yeah teams are like yeah we'll just pick them up in the fourth round. Who cares? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, hell, I don't need to explain how much I agree. I'm the guy who wrote that Max Unger to for, uh, for um, what's his name? Jimmy was a bad deal. Uh, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted Unger because, you know, a top flight all pro center can run that offensive line and take, take some, some of the burden off the quarterback and, and, uh, and, and other linemen and, and really relax things. You'll find another. Uh, you'll find another problem on this list, and I agree with you, Matt. Um, as I'm looking through it, incredible bias. Not only, like you said, for Washington select, but it's an incredible yeah. bias for Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. You know, just these name brand, these name brand teams, and they people just choose these players because they've seen them on TV. You know. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I do think that the first three picks will probably go in that order if the, if the Detroit Lions don't trade. And that order is? Uh, Joe Burrow to the Bengals, which is the dumbest pick, but they kind of have to at this point. Uh, Chase Chase Young to the Redskins. It'd be fools to not take the best prospect in the entire draft. And then Jeff o- Okuda, uh, corner from Ohio State. Some people have him corner. Some people have him linebacker. Um, he's, you know. He's he's going to be a force in the NFL, no matter what. Uh, I think that that's the top three in that order, provided the tra- the Lions don't trade down, which I think they should because they could use a lot more than one player. Yes, yeah. they could. I I'm going to move on to I'm going to go move on to tomorrow's draft if that works for you. Uh, tomorrow night the draft is via internet and was it on ESPN as well? Blah blah blah. Is is this going to be a disaster? I, I have my theories about it, but I want to hear what you guys say. Do you think it's going to go smooth? Is there going to be any hiccups? I mean, everybody's doing the draft from their homes. You would think it's going to be a – I can't swear. So I keep forgetting that. <laughs> is it going to be a poo, a poo show? Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, a certain part of me just roots for utter chaos and would love – you know, kind of like the Joker does in Batman. You know, just wants to, see, just wants to see, just utter pan. You know, just utter panic reign. And I'd love. You to want see to watch the world burn, right? You're one of those burn. I want to see Mike. I want to see Mike Tice forget to make a pick, and you know all this kind of stuff. He's already done that. That 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 that, that happened. Yeah, so, I, you well, know. Well, I want somebody to forget their cell phone or forget to charge their laptop and like. You know, there goes their draft pick. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I I think I read that they did some testing on it like yesterday or Monday earlier today disaster. or something like that. <laughs> and they, yeah, they had they had some technical issues already. Um, but uh, I think they'll iron them out, and and yeah, there will probably be a, they, they might have to pause the draft at some point because somebody isn't connected or failed or whatever just like every other online connection based 
thing nowadays. Um, but uh, I think I think overall, you know, it, there's enough money and enough uh, focus on this that they want to make it look good. That I think will it, it'll it'll be coherent enough. Uh, you brought up some of my concerns, but what what about what if our lame lame piece? So you know what, Commissioner Roger Goodell pulls a Steve Harvey, and he, like somebody brings him up two different picks, and he calls out the wrong name for the wrong team. I mean, I, I, I fear that happening, or 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 did they hire him enough people to help him tomorrow? Do you, anybody have any idea? Well, there's usually like five or six people between the commissioner and the team that verify the pick and, and all that. And then before they hand it to the commissioner, they, they do it. There's always, there's all kind of checks, at least in person, when they do it in person, there's all kind of checks to prevent that. I was, so uh, I'm sure they'll, there's going to be some sort of uh, also similar situation this time around. I would assume that there's some sort of red phone and that the GMs are told, do not call this phone unless your pick is in. You know, that kind of thing. Um, okay. That's my assumption. I, I don't know how it's really going to happen, but I mean, um, Steve Harvey had named off the wrong person. Well, yeah, when he uh, was doing Miss like America. Or so, oh, yeah, Miss America or something like that, yeah. And then to throw it in, I was also going to say at the Academy Awards a couple of years ago, I think it was Best Picture when they announced the wrong Best Picture, and that became a poo-poo show too. <laughs> so I just... I see that fear happening, but hopefully, hope for the best. Um, we're going to talk some quick NFL news for tomorrow before we get into the Seahawks, who you think they might pick. Uh, n- number one, our San Francisco 49ers, our division rival, have two first-round picks. You guys concerned? No. I, I see, Why would it be concerned? I see <laughs> – well, I could see it being a concern in the respect, you know, what if they, like, look at this mock draft that uh, they had on KJR today. They get C, uh, CD Lamb, and, uh, you know, you can get you can get some, like, quality star players. But, you know, my, my thought is, well, they're probably in panic mode right now and don't want both of those first-round picks. They probably want a bulk of picks because after the first-round picks, their two first-round picks, they don't have another pick till the fifth round. So they're missing, you know, they're going to end up with two guys that are going to cost them a lot of money because draft picks are on a sliding scale. You actually have to pay a rookie more for being a first round pick. Um, yeah. And they don't have a whole heck of a lot of, uh, you know, cap room. So <laughs> they're, they're probably going to trade one of those for sure. I could see them. Yeah. I could see them trading their 13th overall uh, and, 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 you know, yeah, for the second round, the third round, or something like that, and then um, and then keeping the thirty-one overall pick and and making the pick there. Um, I agree with Abraham in that regard. How, how about the 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo? I've been reading online a lot of people saying that there's they don't have hundred percent faith in him, and then I heard rumors that they wanted to go after Tom Brady. Should we worry there? I mean, should. I mean, obviously, I, I want drama for the 49ers for the Seahawks' sake, but it, thoughts there? Is Garoppolo able to take him to the Super Bowl and win? No. Uh, first of all, no, he's not capable of taking the Super Bowl to win. Uh, second of all, no, we shouldn't worry unless they had gotten Tom Brady. That would be a cause to worry. Third, uh, if you're the GM of a, of a team and you hear a, 
one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks, not the greatest, but one of the greatest of all time quarterbacks is becoming available on free agency. You do your due diligence and at least find out information about him and what, you know, what it's going to cost. And if he's interested in coming to play for your team, uh, that's just doing your job. Uh, and um, I think, uh, I think Garoppolo needs to not cry like a little baby and man up and realize that Tom Brady is, his superior, and uh, if if the GM looked into it, well, the GM was doing his job. Yeah, I don't know about that. If you're looking at, uh, if you're looking at, uh, who's their, who's their, uh, is it Paxton? Is that the name of their GM? Lynch, Lynch. Um, Lynch, yeah. Oh, Paxton Lynch was that terrible QB. Never mind. Uh, John. So it's, <laughs> it's Lynch. Um, it's John Lynch. <laughs> um, so John Lynch. In my in my opinion, that was a mistake. Letting this get out, it it definitely undermines the authority of your quarterback. It undermines the idea that he's the franchise. And can Jimmy G win a Super Bowl? He almost did. Um, no, no, no. Thanks to himself. I mean, that was a, in my opinion, another meltdown job by Kyle Shanahan. Well, the yeah, question was, can lead. he yeah. do it? He can't. He can't carry a team he, when he, he needs it. He could have if the 49ers smartened up, but they, they freaking Kyle Shanahan again blew up, a, blew away another uh, Super Bowl opportunity. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't put the uh, Super Bowl on Jimmy G. That was that was all Shanahan. So I think he is capable of winning, basically based off of a very strong defense and a run game. But um, he's good enough not to. Not to lose it. Um, yeah, I disagree, but that's that's just me. Uh, I I put in the in the in the thirty starting teams and their quarterbacks. I'd put Jimmy G right around mid pack in the in the in the in the uh, league. And so when when it, when it, when Tom Brady becomes available, that's a clear and absolute upgrade. And you have to do due diligence as a, as a GM. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, take that back. (laughs) Green Bay Packers are America's team. They're owned by America. (laughs) For some reason, Dak Prescott got 31 million with a franchise tag. What's going on in Dallas with Jerry Jones? That stupid or what? Yes. (laughs) How about them Cowboys? Uh, Jerry Jerry Jones. The, the the Cowboys will never be good again, never truly win a Super Bowl or anything as long as Jerry Jones is the GM. He doesn't know how to be a GM, and they haven't had a they haven't had a defense in like twenty years. And he keeps talking about how they're going to address it, and then they never do. And yeah, it's just one more in a long line of just dumb moves by by uh, by Jimmy Jones. Um, but if you're a billionaire and you own a team and you want to be GM, then hey, you know you can do what you want, I guess. Yeah, the great thing about Jimmy Jones uh, is is that he's the Cowboys' worst enemy. And Jerry, yeah. you mean Jerry Jones? Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones. Sorry, Jerry Jones. Jimmy sorry. Jones, yeah. No, Jimmy Jones was uh, Kool Aid's worst enemy. Um, so <laughs> the, <laughs> you are correct on that one. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Jerry Jones. He's like Dan Snyder, one of these owners that just constantly meddle. And the Cowboys have, haven't been to the Super Bowl since he started fiddling with that team. Um, yeah, 
the fact that he's negotiating with Dak Prescott, they franchise him. They gave him 31 million to play this next year. And the fact that they didn't either wrap him up, just, you know, get him to a long-term contract or, you know, just to decide to draft his replacement. It's just baffling to me. I personally don't think that Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback in this league. Um, you know, you, his stats are pretty good. Um, they're, de- you know, they're, they're, they're not terrible. They're, they're not the worst, but I mean, do I put him up there with a Drew Brees? No. Do I put him up there with the Brady? No. Do I put him up there with Rogers? No. He's somewhere, uh, he's somewhere in like maybe a third tier. And my question is, does the third tier get first tier money? It does not. I would not pay him. Um, heck I wouldn't have even franchised him. I would have already looked for a replacement if, Prescott weren't looking for, uh, you know, if, if Prescott wouldn't, you know, commit to a more reasonable contract, maybe at the 27, 28 million area. I agree with you on that part. I think Dak Prescott's a pile of doo-doo once again. Doo-doo's a theme here. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they'll surprise everyone. And maybe with the 17th overall pick, they'll, they'll maybe they'll trade up and, and draft a quarterback. Maybe they'll get, you know, um, Jordan Love or oh, okay. Um <laughs> uh, well I guess yeah, it's, it's very dumb, so it would be Jake Eason. Um I do want to go with that real quick. I was gonna say, what what if one of these stud wide receivers drops to seventeen and they decide to take him? Do you think that team can win with that stud of an offense? I mean the NFC no. isn't the greatest, but it sounds like something no, they, that Jerry Jones would do. Yeah, it does, and it and it would it would fit their MMO ML, but like I said, they uh they haven't uh they haven't had a defense since Jerry Jones became GM and that's been their problem. They have to score like sixty points a game in order to win each game and you know, even the best defense best offense in the game can't consistently do that. You need to have some you need to have a defense that can occasionally stop the other team. And they haven't had that forever. They haven't had a secondary in I agree. Well they ran off they ran off uh, Byron Jones, their only good secondary player. Um, because yeah, they decided, they, they decided you know, we're going to pay Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. So it's like, okay, so whenever you get a good defensive player, you basically have to let them go away because you're not going to pay them. Well, and they and they couldn't afford to keep the. Remember, they had the for well one year they had the greatest offensive line in, in mm-hmm. NFL like history. Basically, they couldn't keep them together because they couldn't afford them because they were paying the stars too much and yeah. and so they let them go and now they have a patchwork offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott isn't as good obviously because he doesn't have holes the size of a you know pickup truck to run through and uh, and so yeah it's 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 a Jerry Jones disaster and it's it's all on him right I agree fair enough uh, on our last podcast we talked well I, I I believe I brought up rumors about Gronk going to the Buccaneers and we since our last podcast that Rob Gronkowski was traded to the Buccaneers um Gronk my, my wife agrees is the biggest idiot in the world but he is a good athlete um I quote her she, the guy's a dumb idiot but anyways <laughs> um is that going to make Tampa Bay is that going to put them in I mean we we did agree I believe the other day that they might be the seventh team to make the playoffs, but is that going to push them up? I mean, do they have a chance to beat the New Orleans Saints now with Gronk? I believe I called you out last week and need to apologize. Wow, this is twice, two weeks in a row I've messed up. 
I said the XFL would still survive, but that didn't happen. And then I said Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> nobody's going to want him. Uh, well, it looks like somebody wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But uh, no, I, I, I'm a little confused because I know I watched him on WrestleMania win uh, the 24-7 title, and I thought that's where his, you know, I thought he's retired, and I figured that's what he's going to do with his life. I mean, the guy didn't even see the field in 2019, and I don't know, this is asking for a lot to have him go back and reproduce at a level that he was three or four years ago um, whenever they beat the uh, the Falcons. I don't he know how he possible didn't play, it is. He didn't play last year, and then the year before, it was he missed like most of the season because he got hurt, right? Yeah, exactly, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once well, you know, I, I was wrong as well. It's surprising that, that he, that they, that they wanted him. Um, and they were able to talk him back in from retirement. Um, but, uh, no, I don't think this moves the needle. I don't think they're going to, I don't think that puts them ahead of the saints. I think the saints are still, I'm with, with Abraham. I think they have the best roster, uh, in, in the league. Um, and you're not going to get past them to win that division. And, um, uh, I, uh, regarding him and being a dumb jerk, he, you know what he is? He's, he's, he's still a frat guy through and through. He really is. He never really grew out of that, but he's done a lot of good in terms of, uh, charities. He's actually, he's got it. He's a, he's a decent dude. He's just, you don't want to ever talk to him. <laughs> I put it that way. You don't want to hear him talk. You don't want to see him be a commentator. He's a, he's, he's got a good heart and he's a decent, decent dude. But he's still totally 100% that frat bro, you know. And uh, and and whether or not he can he can put it back together after taking a year off, um, you know, put up an, a a year to carry them past the Saints. I don't think so. I think he'll be, he'll play, and I think he'll be decent. But I don't think he'll be what he once was. Okay, fair enough. Uh, last question regarding the NFL. There's. A lot of, lot of court. Obviously, we've talked about the quarterbacks and where we thought they were going to go. But do you see any teams making a surprise move and drafting a quarterback, even though they're not in their mock drafts? I mean, for example, today I was watching, reading up on a couple of mock drafts. They had Jordan Love going to the New Orleans Saints to take over Drew Brees' job in a couple of years. Is that a possibility, or do you see somebody like? Detroit or Washington or Jacksonville or yeah, I mean I disagree with Abe Siri and Jacksonville, but I think they're Minshew mania for the next few years. But do you think another NFL team is going to take a quarterback high in the first or second round? After last week, am I, I allowed to respond to this? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, I just don't know if I have permission to respond. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you. How's oh, thank that? you. Thank you. <laughs> someone's going to panic. Someone is guaranteed going to panic. It happens every freaking year. And yep. you know, if it's not Jacksonville guys, it could be the Washington Redskins. They might just totally flake out for some reason. It, the, the lions could pros, could possibly flake out. And actually you were talking about, you're talking about uh, Jordan love going to the saints. Actually, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be a great place for him to land somewhere where he can okay. hide for a year or two and fix his mechanics. That'd be fantastic. But I think somebody's going to panic, panic and draft him, draft Jacob Eason, just way too high. I don't, yeah, I don't see, I don't see love dropping all the way to number 24 overall to the saints. I just don't see 
him falling that far. I'm, I agree. Someone's going to panic and draft early. Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be hilarious if maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted Love or something and <laughs> sat him behind behind uh, Brady for two years because that would be you know I mean hell get, you know you're gonna get an education there. Well, that's also a Bruce, um, it's a Bruce Arians type of quarterback too, a strong gun. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I think that'd be a great fit. I, I can see, I can see, yeah, I can see people panicking. Uh, one rumor I did read this morning is the Giants are trying to trying to convince people that they're interested in Herbert, but no one's buying it because <laughs> they have what's his name from last year, the dude who was Eli two point oh, exactly, um, and actually had Jones. A, yeah, Jones, and actually he had a pretty solid uh, debut year, uh, rookie year. Um, so there's no reason for them to waste a number four overall pick on another quarterback. Uh, so no one, no one is buying their, uh, their, their lies, but, uh, yeah, I think somebody's somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna surprise us and draft the quarterback and maybe it's the jets. Maybe it's, uh, yeah, maybe the Buccaneers, maybe the Broncos get, get in that mix. Who, who is the quarterback for the Broncos these days? Like Drew, I'm totally Drew, Lock, Drew Lock, the one that the court, the, the coach hates. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I don't think it's the Jets. Falcons, the, Jet, the Jets have no. a QB. Maybe the Cowboys at seventeen and and get their replacement for uh, for Dak. Have him sit behind Dak for a year. Hey, you know what? If they hadn't if they hadn't to franchise Dak, I think I would have done it. I think I would have said, you know what? <laughs> you want to leave Dak? Go for it, because I can find anybody to hand off to Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyone can anyone could hand off to that to that dude, and and you know, yeah, I don't know. Um, I agree. I I, I, just, I don't I don't see love the way the way love has skyrocketed on everyone's list the last you know month. I don't see him lasting to twenty four because there's always somebody desperate who will trade up or or surprise or come out of left field and really really decide they desperately need a quarterback. All right. Well, I, I know I said we're going to talk Seahawks, but I got one more NFL question that just came up. One of our listeners wants to know, where is Cam Newton going to end up at? We have I a think li- that's we not have a really. We have a listener who cares about Cam Newton. Yeah, we, we have a few listeners, yes. But no, yeah. no, I'm saying <laughs> one that actually cares about Cam Newton. <laughs> they're, they're curious, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, think, th- I think that will that won't clear up until after the draft because we got, you know, people are teams will see what they have and what they've drafted and, and where that shakes out. And then we'll see where the dust settles. And I don't think there's going to be a big rush signed. Mr. Mr. Newton. I think he, he might get offered some backup roles and the same applies to Jameis Winston, who, you know, I think at best chances is, is a, is a, uh, is a backup somewhere. Yeah. I'm He's still floating out too. I'm surprised that somebody cares about where Cam Newton's going. Because even the Carolina Panthers don't care where he's going. Definitely <laughs> don't. Uh, I I believe the Panthers have held on to Newton, as you know, he'll get cut immediately after the draft. Is my is my call. I, I believe they were okay. holding on to him just to see if anybody would give them like a fifth round pick or something, just to you know, just to make it not a complete loss. Luckily, the Panthers are only on the hook for two or three million uh, against the cap. So, you know, if they just flat out drop them, but but I think their hope is, you know, will somebody give us a pick somewhere, anywhere? Um, no one's going to be a pick. Everyone's just going to wait until he's a free agent because they know he's going to be one. 
everybody, I agree with you because everybody's already got their quarterback. Not everybody, but the ones who don't have their quarterback are drafting them. <laughs> you know, um, everybody, yeah. everybody else has got a good enough quarterback. Um, I still am of the opinion that Cam Newton um, should have went to Chicago or to Denver, but I think that's pretty much that 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 train's already set sail. That's not the phrase. Trains don't set sail. That ship has left the station. Nope, that's not it either. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is, that thing's gone, and Cam Newton can, uh, you know, with his with his freaking big ego, can probably just sit tight until somebody gets injured. (laughs) Well, I mean, who's going to sign him? Where is there? Where is there a hole for him? Really? I mean, injury in training camp. You know, like. yeah. Yeah, but I mean I mean even like potentially as a starter there are no spots for him at all. I mean even teams that are going to draft a quarterback like say the Chargers, they have Tyrod Taylor that they're, that they're apparently perfectly happy to have him start for the year and then, you know, ease in their rookie. Um, you know, even to, you know, Indianapolis now has Philip Rivers and um, you know, I mean there's a lot of the teams that were kind of question mark, they at least have a placeholder for a year. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to play for the Dolphins for the year. And right. protect the rookie that they draft. I mean, but what I'm saying is, you know, you wait if you're Newton's camp and you've decided you're doing, you know, you're not jumping on the first uh, first team that's available. Uh, I think you wait until somebody gets injured, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Or yeah. you or you take a backup deal. I mean, one or the other. I don't see him taking a backup deal. Or you go somewhere where there isn't a clear favorite like New England. No, they don't really have. I don't know if they really know with who they're starting. Don't you think that you're high in Hoyer, Brian Hoyer? I think no, they, they have Hoyer and they have St- was it Stedman or Stidham. Yeah, Stidham. And then they had somebody else who was like a former, like it was like uh, Matt Barkley or somebody like that. You know, isn't it weird? That, <laughs> isn't it weird that he isn't already up there though? I mean, what? Are, well. Sign him as a free agent uh, with the expectation that he knows he's going to be a backup right. versus trading for him, which would actually cost you something. You know, and, and to New England, draft picks are gold. Yeah. Because they know how yeah. to draft. True. I'll agree with that. All right, let's talk some Seattle Seahawks. We need to get a sound for that one, boss man, by the way. <laughs> Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks, yes. Ah. Go. Yay. <laughs> Um, there we go. That's the best I have right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's put Clowney to bed here. Let's uh, let's make this the last time we talk about him. I read an article on the athletic. You guys probably did too. Schneider and Carroll said they made him an offer. He doesn't sound like he's going to go for it. Time for him to move on. Do you agree? Disagree? I mean, it's a distraction. I think just let him move on and we'll look for somebody else. Yeah. He wanted 22 million and I guess we didn't want to give him that. Um, and as it, as that value goes down and down as other, uh, other teams have filled up, you know, and spent all their, spent all their money and filled up their rosters, including the Seahawks who only have 12 million left. It, it doesn't seem like Clowney's got a spot here, at least in Seattle. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole coronavirus thing probably, uh, you know, didn't didn't help him as far as being able to take a physical and, uh, you know, setting expectation as to where he's going to be. But 
Yeah. You think I would think if I were his man, his management group, I would have cut a deal knowing that, you know, injury could be, could be an issue. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's baffling. It's baffling that he didn't do that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. The, uh, the, the pandemic did not help him in cause yeah, he had that surgery on his abdominal muscles or whatever. He had like a hernia or something. I forget what he had, but he had, he had, he had surgery on his, on his abdominal area. And, and, um, so there are teams out there who are kind of like, Hey, is he healthy? Is he not? We can't do a physical right now because of the situation. And so no one's going to pay him $21 million. And then there's the reality that he doesn't <clears throat> produce all those stats and, and he doesn't line up in a conventional situation and he, so he'd only be work for certain teams. And um, yeah, he, he's been hurt by a lot of factors and I'm surprised there hasn't been a little more flexibility out of his camp or, or creativity from his agents like you're talking about. Um, but uh, if I'm, if I'm the Seahawks, we're, you know, we're done. We walk away, we sign uh, Griffin and, Maybe we wait until after the draft to sign Griffin, and we see what we can get in the draft. And then, uh, but but I think Griffin is our is our clear uh, plan. And um, you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing some rumors that perhaps teams have already have already you know kind of quietly worked out deals with some of these free agents, and they're waiting until after the draft because in that way they um, they don't have to give up a compensation pick. Um, yeah. for when they sign um, or anything like that. So I don't know. I agree. I'd go for Griffin. And what about the guy from Jacksonville? Are you guys still think there's a chance for him? I mean, I heard he's ripping apart Jacksonville management the other day on Twitter. I mean, and do you want him at this point? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He really hurt himself with that Twitter tirade. He really did. Yep. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know why he got into an argument with Tony Khan. I, I, it's just that it, it's first of all, I thought Tony Khan was running all elite wrestling. I didn't know he was also managing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, it, it's 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 fascinating that he's getting into Twitter wars, and it almost looks like a professional wrestling, you know, uh, shoot interview, and that can't be good for the Jacksonville franchise. I disagree with you guys. I think that actually helps our chances of getting in Dequay. I, I would, I would gladly give up the, uh, what are we? 27th pick. I'd gladly give up that 27th pick straight up for him. Um, maybe, maybe ask the Jacksonville Jaguars to, to pay for part of the, to pay for part of the, uh, uh, salary to offset the cost, or we ship them somebody we don't want, um, that has you know has money on their contract. I don't know how to make that work, but I, I would I would definitely still trade for him regardless of the uh, the shoot interview, brother. Are you willing, Abe, to take a pay cut and a trade to Jacksonville, and you can go cover uh, Garner Minshew for us? Let me we tell can you, probably make that happen. Let me tell you what, Mean Gene. I'll take you <laughs> anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm mixing up Sundays. my. I'm mixing up Sunday. my wrestlers here. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday at the Honda Center. You and me. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. No, but didn't didn't you guys when you read the tweet the tweets? Didn't they sound? Didn't it sound like 
two guys that were like going to go fight each other somewhere in a parking lot or something. Like it, yeah. it didn't seem like a that's, professional exchange of communication. Well, actually that's there, why, uh, that's why, that's why it worries me. I mean, and, and, and the reality is, is that, yeah, he wants out. He's made it very clear, but his representation has to be telling him, dude, they're going to trade you on draft day. That's when the, that's when the trade's going to happen. You know, if you, if yeah. you haven't gotten ready on draft day, then you can start kicking up a, a little more storm or whatever, but sit the, sit the heck down and be quiet because you know, they're trying to, you know, that they'll probably try and swing a trade on draft day. But hang on. That's not fair. And he's getting because impatient. Tony Khan who represents management is the one that went after him. It doesn't matter who went after who, as a free agent or as a potential soon-to-be free agent or, or 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 potential player. You don't want to be seen as a distraction professionally. Well, you no, don't want to have that reputation. Wait a minute, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers GM got fired for doing this kind of garbage. He went and got a burner phone and started tweeting tweeting garbage about his players, you know, <laughs> from a fake Twitter account. You know, and Tony Khan's out there thinking that this is some sort of professional wrestling you know, interview and he's going to go out there and, you know, start slagging on Dequay. I mean, I, I, as an employee, I'd be irritated if my employer, you know, brought my contract negotiations out into out into the light. Yeah. But you don't challenge him to a fight basically. Like, like you were saying, you got the, you got the, the impression from there's a way to act in a professional world. And yes, is a player was a, is a jerk, but um, you know, we're, we're sitting there, we're sitting here looking at the draft tomorrow and that's when he would be moved. And he had to know that because his representation would tell him that. And I don't know, just keep your mouth shut. I don't know. Tony Khan, Tony Khan is like a 40 year old, you know, five foot six, 160 pound. Nobody. I mean, I could take, I don't, him. I don't care I could take who him. it is. I could take him in the ring right now. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who it is as a player. You've got you've got to remember you're on you're I mean you're in view you're a public figure you are a uh, you're supposedly a role model to the kids who cheer for you yeah you you know you've got to you've got to have that professional look face you've got to think about what you appear you've got to be on your best behavior yeah but and, he wants out I understand he wants out and I'm telling you there's he knows that he is they're going to trade him on draft day. And if they don't, then you then you lodge lodge another complaint or don't show up to training camp or whatever. And you, there's other negotiation ploys you can pull from that point. But he's like within four days of being traded. Yeah, well, and, he, and he and he blows up, and and now there are NFL teams that won't touch him because he he could be potentially a, a distraction in the uh, in the locker room. Well, I, Answer, think Tony, I think Tony Gunn was completely unprofessional. And had no right to do what he did. I'm not denying that, but I'm I, saying as a player, you need to keep your cool and you need to not blow up and do stupid stuff like this. You need to call him out on Twitter, Abraham. That's what you need to do. <laughs> call out Tony Khan. <laughs> you do. <laughs> hey, if All Elite ever comes to Seattle, I don't want to get banned. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll have your back. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, good luck on us getting media credentials if I'm calling him out. Dear Tony Khan. <laughs> I still think you should call him out on Twitter. You sound upset. So, <laughs> well, no, I, 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 it sounds like a Vince McMahon type thing to do, to go after somebody in the, in the public. Uh, I'm not saying it's not a really you know jerk move. I'm just saying as a player, there's other conditions than 
the situation you're on the spot always you know you're you're a role model for those kids you're uh you know you're you are an entertainment your role is is entertainment you are an entertainer by class by job classification as an nfl player you are an entertainer and so as an entertainer you got to keep your nose clean publicly and you got to, you got to, you know, do be, you know, be on a, on, on alert for that kind of stuff. We haven't heard your feedback on this one. So like, <laughs> I agree with Matthew Page. Oh no. Oh no. I thought yeah, I had you on my side. <laughs> no, he can't be a cancer dude. That guy's got to shut, shut his, he should know his role and shut his mouth. <laughs> no, like sir. whatever the rock says and check on wait for his draft day trade. Check on but in the Jaboni he... uh, Drive or the SmackDown <laughs> Hotel. That's what it is. Check in. The there Rise above Hotel. it. Rise above it. Um, <laughs> there, real quick, there's a rumor going around that Jacksonville is interested in getting rid of Leonard Fournette, the running back. How, should the Seahawks make an offer? No. Um, if they toss him in with the, with the defensive end we were just talking about and it doesn't cost us much of anything, I'd be on board. But otherwise, no. Fair enough. I agree. I don't want him either. Um, I, I just, I just want to throw out there. I mean, I feel like a running back. Uh, I feel like a running back on this team needs to needs to be a lower profile type of guy. Um, and I feel like Leonard Fournette is going to start demanding a certain amount of money that doesn't fit as far as the economies of scale on the Seahawks. It, yeah. It's we're not agreed. Gonna, yeah, we're not going to pay him. So why bring him? And I've held, I've held my lip for this, but I'm going to, I agree with you because I, he's a shitty fantasy player. That's my bet. One bad word for today. Sorry guys. But I, usually it's Matthew page who speaks first, but I'm going to say the bad word this week. So, <laughs> so, so I apologize somebody, if I offended. But, but so somebody <laughs> took Leonard Fournette in fantasy football would be my guess. Yeah, exactly. Two years in a row, I made a mistake. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, since we last talked, the Seahawks have added another offensive lineman, which oh, man. makes 18. 47 by my count. <laughs> another reason why if we draft an offensive lineman of the first pick, I'm going to be very upset. Do you guys have thoughts? Do we still waste a pick on it if a stud offensive lineman drops to us? What? I don't think I don't think we're gonna waste a first rounder on it, um, but it, we might trade down, and it might be our first pick in the draft. It'd be like the second round, late second round. We get a we get a, a center like okay. Nick Harris. Uh, I would not be upset by that, but uh, yeah, I think we, we we've got it. We've clearly got enough on our on our uh, on our roster to have a very competitive camp, and uh, and 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 so I don't think we really need to worry about a, a picking a first round. Offensive tackle. This is awful. Fair enough. How about you? This is awful, man. I, I'm usually good at like with my own teams. I, I can I can go too deep. Um, <laughs> with all the new offensive linemen, I don't even know who's on the who's on the Seahawks right now. I mean, I know, I, I know Dwayne Brown, Britt, Fluker, Upati resigned. Yeah, yeah. Upati resigned, right? Um, yes. And then it's just it's like okay with the Fetty and Fant gone, who the heck? We got eighteen guys, Hunt. but I don't know who they are. <laughs> we've, so, got, we've got Joey Hunt who resigned, and I, then do we have? Do we still have Posick. We have Ethan Posick. Um, 
And then we have uh, Jordan Ruse. We have. We Jamar- still have Ruse. Okay. Jamarco Jones, uh, BJ Finney, and just okay. Maybe I know more guys than I thought I did, but I mean, we got we got a bunch of guys, but they're just guys, and <laughs> they're just warm uh, bodies. And there's 18 of them. We can only have like nine, probably. You know, it's usually nine or ten that are kept on our team. But I do. Uh, Cedric Okuhui. How do you say his name? Oh, that guy. Yes. Oh, that... <laughs> He's the guy we got from the Bengals, right? Yeah. 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 Wheeler. Shell. I don't even know who Shell is. Wheeler. Shell's supposed to have a role on the team. I heard. Bill Haynes. Yeah, I'm looking at all these names too, and I'm like, really? I so... don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> so I. Uh... <laughs> I don't think I'd be angry if they picked a offensive lineman because I know that you can draft an offensive lineman that's better than half the guys we have on our team. But probably, yeah. But yeah, I don't really see us picking an offensive lineman at this point. We got to get rid of some people. We got too many on the roster. Uh, I can yeah. see us drafting a center because Justin Britt is a candidate to be, you know, cut to save money. Mm hmm. And and uh, and we still don't know how well he's healed up, and and then Postic is his backup, who's was hurt as well, and Joey Hunt isn't really impressed me. He's, so, not, he's not an NFL starter, yeah. that's for sure. No, he's a, he's a good depth guy, but he's not. I don't think he's an everyday, every every down center. And um, uh, but uh, yeah, so I can see us drafting a center, but otherwise, at every other spot, yeah, we've got depth for days that we need to just sort through and go, okay, who, who here is worth keeping and who isn't. And then, you know, so we've got camp to deal with that. Um, I don't think we're going to draft anyone. And maybe, 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 you know, seventh, seventh round, there's some yeah. guy they've got, they've got their eye on or something, but uh, as a project, but, but uh, I think I can see us drafting a center in the second, third or fourth round. And um, that's it. Fair enough. So here's my next question. If, if, if obviously we're going to trade down tomorrow, you know, the chances are probably 99.9%, but if we stay at number 27, if running back Deandre Swift of Georgia falls to us by some chance, do we snatch him up? I mean, I think that guy's a future star. You can play seven, eight years in the NFL. Chris Carson's going to be a free agent after this year. I mean, thoughts on that? I, the the thing is the thing and this is my problem right now with 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 our offensive coordinator is we don't really have an identity on offense the great thing is about when we had marshawn lynch and and the years immediately following um yes i hated our our uh, bevel but he was dumb in his play calling but we had an identity. We were run first. We were pound you on the line and we were going to push you and we were going to buy the fourth quarter. We were going to wear you down and just run past you. And yes, we had some talent on the wide receiver core, but it, you know, yeah, we had some great guys who were in between, you know, like obviously Baldwin, he can, he could be fine opening anywhere, but we weren't, we weren't going to blow you away with our wide receiver talent or his tight end talent. Um, and so we were a run first team. Now, we seem to kind of be blending between running and, and, and passing, and we haven't really settled on one or the other. I think we need to commit to one way or the other, and we need uh, not necessarily like permanently. You know, you're not, 
you're not going to just go 100% all one or the other, but you know what I mean? Find an identity and stick with it. Um, I, I honestly think, uh, in this, what is one of what, what people are calling, um, probably the deepest of all time drafts for, for wide receivers. I think this is an opportunity for us to instead lean the other way from Carson and, and them get a late round running back to help out depth there, but go, go big and get a, get a, a top notch wide receiver prospect and add that with Lockett and Metcalf and, um, Greg Olson uh, at the tight end position and anywhere Russell Wilson wants to throw that ball, somebody's going to be open and somebody's going to catch it. Um, so, so as far as a running back, uh, an early round running back pick, I, I don't think we should necessarily consider it. I think we should instead lean in, lean, lean more because the, the, the honest truth is, is with Russell Wilson, he's an amazing talent. He's an amazing talent with his legs, but sooner or later he's going to lose a step and he's going to have to become a little bit more of a, of a, of a pocket passer. And I think we should lean into that now. Well, we still have, well, he's still top notch and can still scramble a bit. Interesting. Um, that's just my two cents on that. Now I'll go okay. with, now I'll go with uh sec running backs. Usually they're okay. I, I don't workload. is usually a question though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think, just I'm thinking back to when I watched Georgia with Jake Fromm. I don't think he was a factor in the aerial game. And today's football game, you need a Christian McCaffrey. In, yeah. t- in today's football game in the first round, you can't just have a bruiser at running back. Those won't last. And those won't give you the full they won't go into a second contract. I'll put it that way. Chris Carson is not going into a second contract. Um, Rashad Penny is not going into a second contract. Um, so if you're bringing this guy in just to be the next guy for the next three years, I'll say, sure. Um, that's fine as a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick. But if you're bringing him in as a first round pick, I need a guy that's going to go to a second contract. Now I don't think that's him. Even even I understand what you're saying, but even with the shelf life of a running back, a lot of running backs don't last no more than six, seven years nowadays. No matter how good they are, it seems like. Yeah, and my pick with my problem with Rashad Penny is he's not going to be on this team for a second contract. Nope. So I I, I, nope. I wasting a first round pick seems completely pointless to me. Yeah, he'll, yeah, Penny will be gone in three years. We won't see him again. I'm picking I'm picking a first round pick. I agree with you, Matt. I'm picking a first round pick because I think that's the future. Right. Um, which is why I've always been heavy on like, this has got to be an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, because those are guys that, you know, you can feel pretty good about They're that, you know, they'll learn enough to be useful for a second contract. Um, oh yeah. Good. A good offensive tackle. You can bet on for 10 years, you know, yeah. at his spot. Whereas, whereas a, unless you're an Ezekiel Elliott, I, or a Christian McCaffrey, I don't, really see why I can't replace you. For example, the Kansas city chiefs, who'd they roll out there? They rolled out their, uh, shady McCoy and D- D- uh, 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 Damian Williams. And who did the, who did the Niners roll out? They rolled out. Um, okay. Anybody name me a, a Niners running back. <laughs> I can't think of one right now. Um, uh, I can name their coach, but I can't name a player. <laughs> those, those are two teams that actually did really well in the ground game. But what they did is they, Coleman. Coleman, thank you. Uh, Te- Tevin Coleman, right? Devin, 
seven, seven, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another guy that they had and basically they, the, the way the league, the the way the league is going, unless you have like a, an Ezekiel Elliott or a Christian McCaffrey is you just throw a bunch of running backs at it and you just make them disposable. And you know, that's, that's mean to say, and that's, that's kind of an awful concept when you think about it, but Chris Carson's going to be gone. You know, at some point Rashad Penny's going to be gone and we're going to keep cranking in the next guy and the next guy. Um, and unless, unless you can tell me that our first round pick is, uh, who, who's your guy from Wisconsin, Matt? Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but Jonathan Taylor. Um, Just Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, no, I, my mind went there too, but yeah, uh, Listen, he actually gets involved at the passing game. He really does. Yeah, if you want to give me a special person like that, Solak, I'll say I'm totally down because that's a guy that's probably going to last. I, I, I don't – yeah, I'm not seeing well, it. Even, even Taylor, even Taylor, I mean, I'd, I'd want to I'd hold off to like the beginning of the second round, to be honest. In today's league, like you're saying, running backs just aren't as valuable as they once were unless they're really, really, really special. What about a J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State? Would you take him in the second round? I love that guy. I'm not as familiar um, with him, Matt. Are you or J.K. Dobbins? I mean, I'm not as impressed as him as I am with Taylor. I, I put Tim Taylor ahead of him. Um, Taylor is is just next level for me. I think I honestly, you know, they're putting Taylor at like fourth or fifth or or third or fourth ranked. And the running back prospects, and that's just that's just a crime in my mind. I think he's far and away the number one running back prospect. Um, that's how high I am on him. Why don't we just wait a year and get Max Borgie? I'm cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with that. But I'm surprised to hear that out of your mouth. Uh, he is an impressive. He is an impressive athlete. He catches the ball very well, and he would be a great screen back. Um, he can block. He can. He can run. He can catch. I. I would be on board with that. There we go. Problem solved. I don't think first round. I think early third or late second. But that's just me, and I'm now I'm going to get banned and kicked off the uh, podcast. But you know. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> well, I'm going out of the limb. If the Seahawks get Dobbins in the second or third round, he's going to be a stud. So. You, you, you can replay this next fall, Abe, when Dobbins <laughs> is tearing it up. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I don't think I don't think it'd be smart for us to waste the first round pick on a running back. Well, yeah, I agree. I I agree with that part. I think he'd be good second or third, but that's just my two cents. But I, I mean, in the last twenty four hours, my position has evolved. I really wanted to get an edge rusher or potentially a wide receiver. I'm I'm now pushing hard to the real realization that I'm I'm not that high on most of the wider the defensive ends that are going to drop down to twenty what twenty seventh or whatever is our pick right yeah um uh, maybe get a guy maybe get one of the ones who's going to be in the second round available and uh, I'm th- I'm thinking it'd be awesome if we traded up uh, somewhere to probably maybe number twenty or so because the Eagles are going to take a pick. Um, they're going to take a wide receiver and maybe get Justin Jefferson from LSU. He's uh, I think he can be a number one in the right situation uh, in the NFL and pair him with Lockett and Metcalf and, and Olsen and, Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I hear John Schneider loves his scotch. If you buy him a real good bottle, he might agree with you, Matt. Just throwing that out there. 
I, I'm pretty sure he'd agree with me in concept that it's a, that he's a great player and it would be awesome, but I don't think he'll agree with me on making the trade up. Snyder would never trade up. The general consensus is that uh, Uter Gross Matos from uh, Penn State is who the Seahawks would draft, but honestly, I think it's another trade down year. Well, yeah, there's there's more value to be had in the middle rounds than there is from that number one pick, usually. Um, you can usually get players that will be regular starters in the, you know, the second and third round. Um, maybe they're not going to be the stars that the, you know, the, the top 10 or 15 are going to be. But, uh, you know, you can get some good value there. And that's where he's he's found some good bargains in the past. But um, I think... Uh, Maybe maybe if he zigs instead of zagging like everyone's expecting tomorrow, uh, tomorrow uh, and trades up and gets a, a, a top flight wide receiver, you know, I mean, the last team that did that was the Atlanta Falcons who traded up for Julio Jones. And I'm not saying Jefferson is Julio Jones, but um, you know that paid off pretty well, and everyone was pretty amazed. And and um, so you know, maybe, maybe we do the same thing. All right, real last football question. I do have a viewer who sent me an email. He's wondering who will be this year's Blaine Gabbert. For those who don't know, Blaine Gabbert's an overpriced, overhyped quarterback who was drafted a few years ago by by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, what do you guys think? Is there a Blaine Gabbert out there? Uh, yeah, that 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 viewer was me. You're going to try to deny that, but it was me. Uh, no, I, I have what I call the, the Blaine Gabbert Award every year. And what it is is every single year there's a quarterback that comes out of nowhere, sometimes from a nowhere college, that like people are kind of like, oh, okay, he might be good or whatever. And he goes to the goes to the combine and they, like, they fall in love with him, but he's never actually played anyone good. Gabbert went to Mizzou. What are you talking about? So, well, no, I'm not just saying sometimes they're from a small school. I'm just saying, so like, like Paxton Lynch from when, from when is one of them. And he went from Memphis. Uh, he didn't actually play anyone. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, North Carolina state, I want to say, or North Carolina. Anyway, um, you know, they, they, they didn't have the top tier college competition that they, that some other quarterbacks did. And so Mitchell Trubisky is an example. Um, uh, you know, Blaine Gabbert, uh, you know, I, I threw out some other, uh, Paxton Lynch, Jameis Winston is my, in my opinion, is one of them. Um, there's always that guy who's, you know, Car- um, um, Carson Wentz, although he actually developed, was, was, was a potential in my mind. So as far as who is a vet, who on that list is going to be that guy this year, um, I, I think, I, I highly think um, it's going to be um, the Oklahoma guy. What's Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are very high on him. I think he's going to be a wide receiver. But somebody's going to draft him as a quarterback and try and develop him as a project, but they're going to have to give up because he's not going to succeed in the NFL. That's my pick. My pick is going to be Jacob Eason, the Washington Husky. And I think somebody's going to panic. Somebody's going to take him way too high up. And as I said the last several weeks on this very show, the only way he would succeed is to get a quarterback coach and get a offensive, you know, offensive coordinator that has a system that matches his specific set of talents 
and he has to sit for a year or two because otherwise he's just going to get eaten up. Uh, he's got to fix a lot of things. So maybe like the Patriots would actually be a decent spot for him. Uh, yeah, Joshy Boy Daniels might actually do a good job. That That's true. Um, um, yeah. Well, that, that my, my, I want to give you my pick. I mean, don't, don't hate me, Wazoo Nation, but Anthony Gordon's going to be a wasted pick by any team. So because he, he was a one-hit wonder and time for him to go play in the XFL if it ever comes back or the CFL is <laughs> – Career is done. He might, might do well in the CFL. They, they run some uh, some run and shoot and, and, and uh, air raid offenses up there. Absolutely. So, but I, hopefully my Cougars don't hate me for that. But at least it's not Gardner Minchu talking smack. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah, I'm just saying. I do want to be on the show next week, so I, I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, moving, moving on, do we have time to talk a little baseball there, boss man? Or Sure. All right. Um, minor league baseball, long story short, MLB is – I don't know how to phrase it. They're, they're going to be getting rid of some teams this week. I don't know how best to say that, but – any of you have any knowledge about this? I mean, I know they're well, trying to cut the cost. Blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the okay. same plan they've always had, right? Yeah. So, so what happened was they're, they're, they met today with minor league baseball with baseball, major league baseball, and their contract expires at the end of this calendar, this this uh, season. What would be this major league season? So this this fall. Um, and uh, and and major league baseball wants to reduce because they have something like 10,000 players that they pay to develop and they want to reduce that to something a lot more manageable. And I can kind of see their card. Um, well, no other sport, no other professional sport pays for 10,000 plus developmental players. Um, so I can kind of, I can kind of see their argument, but, uh, they, they want to cut, they want to cut major league, minor league teams. They want to cut about 42 of them and add a couple independent league, uh, teams into the fold. And, um, the, the report came out yesterday that, that minor league baseball was willing to basically buckle on that, that they were willing to kind of back off and realize that they didn't have the bargaining power to, to fight it. And they immediately issued an, a, uh, a, uh, a public statement that sounded like they were denying it, but when you really analyze what they said, doesn't really outrule it. So it's like they're trying to, trying to handle the PR, but they know they're going to lose these teams. They're going to lose this battle. The problem is, is that MLB has all the leverage. They can walk away from the agreement and then just start signing individual agreements with the, with the minor league teams if they really want to. Um, but, and, and all, you know, the only real hope that minor league baseball has is the public relate, you know, public screaming an outcry and Congress, you know, I guess repealing the, uh, getting involved in repealing the antitrust rules and stuff like that, which I guess would allow competitors into the, into the mix and allow other leagues to compete and so forth. But there aren't any other leagues that are actually going to compete with the major leagues. So they don't really have to worry. So basically major leagues have all the control here and the minors are kind of screwed. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to concede the 42 as a concession in the, in the bargaining to try and get, 
more funding for this supposed dream league or, 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 you know, better financial situations for themselves. Try to, try to use it to, to get something out of the deal that's positive for them. Well, breaking the antitrust exemption, it's not realistically, it doesn't, it's not going to make another league just start up out of, you know, poof midair, but it does break yeah, a lot of, that. it does break a lot of licensing agreements. And it also shows that Congress is, you know, uh, actually, you know, using the bully pulpit to, to get things done. Additionally, they could disband the MLB if they wanted to as a, as a, you know, as the uh, Sherman antitrust act, uh, uh, allows for, but that's, that's not going to happen. We all know that, but here's, yeah. here's what is irritating me. I feel like major league baseball is doing the same weaselly thing. They always do, you know, find, find a way to screw the little guy and they're doing it under the shroud of COVID-19 because who is looking at major league baseball right now? No one. So that that upswell yeah. that upswell from the fans and that upswell from the little guy and the you know complaining in Congress that's all going to be ignored because Congress is doing other stuff. Uh, people aren't even watching sports, so they're not reading the newspaper and they're not reading the various sports websites, etc. So this is kind of just happening very, very, very uh, calmly, calmly, coolly, and systematically as the NFL draft. It's, you know, as everybody's eyes are averted to a different direction. Well, the, the thing is, though, is they started this process back when the eyes were open and available to watch them. They, they came out, and that, the, the whole plan came out, and they, they produced it and, and, and all that. I mean, this timeline with the contract expiring hasn't moved. They haven't, they haven't changed their tactics at all uh, on on. On, uh, you can make the argument, yeah, maybe they are kind of taking advantage of it. It's helping them, but I don't think they've actually taken any active moves to really exploit it necessarily. Like it, it, they're just continuing along the plan, the plan that they were already on. Yeah, but they they sure are taking advantage of it. Well, the contract expires at the end of this year. What what else are they going to do? Give a one year contract extension until this, until all this uh, non related to baseball business stuff over goes over yeah, they no could. they're gonna they could business business has got to continue as usual and supposedly by the you know fall regular businesses should be continuing to do their their thing and so you know when the time of the contract expires they, they should supposedly be doing business as usual and yeah be, that's come on you they've been doing it, 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 it you said the key word it's business and this is the best time to do business is to is to put the screws to the little guy and you know what they're going to do? By the way, I'm calling this right now. They're going to go ahead and start Major League Baseball in June down in Arizona because you've noticed some of the, some of the southern states have decided to ignore. I'm not. I'm not going to get too much politically involved into this, but you know, yeah. they're they're going to take yep. they're going to take their shot right now because they see some of those states opening up their opening loosening their you know relaxing their rules because they need the money. They're greedy. Yeah. Well, they're. Well, the problem is, is if they wait till June, those doors are going to be closed again because the second wave of infection is going to start very quickly now. Of course it uh, will. Of course it will. But they don't care. They want to get that. No, money. I know they don't care. But my, but but back to minor league baseball. It, this 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 was on the 
there there is no there is no denying that now that this situation gives Major League Baseball an upper hand. But to the to to give the you know, play devil's advocate and to make a, make the point, they have not made any moves, to my knowledge, to take advantage of it. They are just continuing upon the same timeline that they were always going to continue on. So here's that. Here, let me well, interrupt. They're helping, but they're not taking necessarily taking advantage of those world events. They're just continuing like business as normal. What, what's good? What's Convince me that my Everett Alco Sox are going to stay. I mean, I, I could care less about the fact that we, we that they give us rights every year to cover them. I mean, we're blessed by that. But I, they're a staple of Everett. I've been going to the game since my kids were babies. I mean, are, are they going to be leaving us? No. Uh, right. Well, right now, the plan and the they've already the forty two teams have been leaked, and we know we know roughly what the plans are. The uh, Northwest League would be turned into a full season league. And okay. the Tri-City Dust Devils and the Salem-Kaiser Volcanoes are the two that would be killed. Okay. They would also, uh, they would the also be collapsed. Sox. They would also be collapsed with the A-League California. Um, yes. And and the Pioneer League over in Idaho, Montana, and, and, and Wyoming, and, and Colorado would cease to exist. Okay. Uh, okay. Along with a lot of the Appalachian teams over, uh, in, you know, in the smaller markets in like West Virginia and stuff. Um, our West Virginia power, the Seattle Mariners uh, low A affiliate would cease to exist. They would also. The Jackson Jet. You would also uh, get. Who used to be affiliate or would cease to exist. You would also get a parity amongst all MLB teams right now. The Yankees, I believe, have four more minor league teams than the yeah. Mariners do. And. Yeah, they have no. What's that? They have way too many. They have like eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it would be there'd be a parity amongst all baseball teams, where each team gets their low A, high A, double A, triple A, and that's you know rookie league. Well, that's this, it. Uh, okay. No, they'd get a they'd get a developmental league down to like extended spring training, and then they get a they get an A team and a and a high A team, a double A and a triple A. And that's, that's what it. I just said. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And and so yeah, so it would it would be consistent. Travel would be easier among the leaves, uh, the leagues. Um, uh, the the uh, Pacific Coast League would be realigned. Uh, some of the they lose some of the teams to the International League, which is the AAA league back east, because traveling with Oklahoma City makes no sense for the Tacoma Rainiers. Um, so the, the the PCL would would shrink a little bit, but they would still be there, and then Tacoma would still be strong. Um, but yeah, there's some teams like the Jackson Generals. If they're playing the capital of Mississippi, they'd be killed because guess who outdrew them last year? Your Ooh. Everett Everett Aquasox. No, wow. In the short season single A, wow, outdrew them. Now, the Felix two appearances probably helped that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> when you're a double A team in a capital of a state. You should be drawing a lot more. Yeah, you should. Um, they have a bigger stadium and everything. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah. So in theory, right now, the concept is is that the Aqua Sox would be safe. They'd be made a full season team. Uh, short season would disappear. There would be no short season leagues anymore. Okay. And, um, and so your Aqua Sox would be safe. Uh, there would be two. There's two independently or independent um, baseball teams that they want to add into the to the real minors. So I'm going to actually um, disagree that the Aqua Sox are safe. Um, while well, they, it could be changed. It could yeah, change. This, yes. this could change. 
there are huge impediments to the Aquasox going to a full season. Uh, I believe it's what 140 games in minor leagues, something to that wow. effect. Wow. Um, so yeah, it would be it'd be tough. The months of April, May. Yeah, April and May. I believe and June, part of it. And part of June, I believe uh, the Everett High Schools get primary dibs on that baseball stadium. So the yeah, it's, question, it's their it's it's their field. Yeah, it's a basically it's a school district's field, so they would get priority. Um, Edmonds Community College also plays there, and so do it. So does a independent league team called the Everett Merchants. So it's it's kind of it's kind of tough when you start adding teams that overlap their schedules and it makes me wonder ooh, you know what's going to happen here matt and i were actually talking about this over text message um how, how do you how do you mitigate those months where the aqua Sox need to play home games but you know they can't play they can't play at uh four o'clock because you know jackson high school's got a game there or something like that um jackson's in ever right yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Good. Well, All right. I'm uh, not just Mill, making... Mill Creek. Mill, Mill Creek, but but they play at the. Well, no, they're at Everett School District. They play at the Everett. They play at that yeah. stadium, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, Matt and I were talking about it. Like, uh, what do you do? Because like, you can't build another field on that premises. You know, uh, I don't believe the you know Ed, uh, the Everett Community College is going to be sufficient because hell their team plays at Funko field. So if they had a good enough field, they'd be playing there. Um, you know, where do you go? Do you go to Edmonds community college, which has a sufficient field? Do you go to Bellingham and ask the bells if you can play there for a couple months? Do you go all the way down to Tacoma to play at some place that has like an actual MLB, um, locker room, you know, uh, for a couple months? I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that. And I don't know if the locker rooms at Everett are sufficient you know, upon greater, scru- not, yeah. upon greater scrutiny, would the Mariners go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're cheap and we don't, you know, we don't want to pay for you guys to upgrade your facilities and Aquasox, if you don't upgrade your facilities, we'll just go down the road to, you know, somebody who will. So I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that even though the Aquasox are on the list to stick around that, that's a guarantee of any sort. Well, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say part of the deal, part of the deal is that, I mean, this saves MLB a lot of money. And, and so they would, they would use that to pay the players theoretically, they'd pay the players more money. They would uh, increase the, you know, the quality of, of like, you know, they'd hire more trainers and, and do more advanced, uh, you know, training and, 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 um, uh, nutritionists and so forth, you know, they take more control of the development process at the lower levels as well. So my thinking, my, my, my question at that point is, is maybe they would have the money to help, um, maybe, maybe build a new stadium or something. I mean, you know, goodness uh, of their hearts. Well, they would, they would, you know, they did enter an agreement with the Aqua Sox and they, and you know, the major league, obviously would, would own, you know, 90% of the, the, the stadium or something. The reality is, is there's, there are a lot of different plans. Speaking of Everett specifically, there are a lot of different plans to completely redo the entire downtown area of Everett. 
They're they're they want to get rid of a whole warehouse district over by the uh, by the train station. They, there are there are plans to do a whole new re, do a whole lot of stuff down on the waterfront. They're looking for tenants down there. There's areas that in the area that I'm saying like they could the city might just give them the land for free if they build a new stadium. And so there might be potential and investments and in people that there, there might be options there. And yeah, in the short term, maybe they go to Bellingham and, or Tacoma and play part of the season there while they're building the new stadium or something. Um, I'm just saying like, it, it, it's not a hard, you know, wall they're going to hit against. There are options there. And what if the I community... agree with both. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what if the community of Salem Kaiser decides to beat them to the punch? Then yeah, then then they lose to, to Salem Kaiser. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's why that's why I'm that's why I'm worried. It's like you know. Uh, the, well, the reality is, is Salem Kaiser's on that list because they people aren't play aren't going aren't showing up. And the reason why Everett is on that list is because for a short season single A team, their attendance is really high. So they're 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 drawing the fans, and that means there's going to be gate venue. That means or gate revenue, which means there's the draw would still be Everett. They'd still want to take. They'd still want to choose Everett over Salem, because the people in Salem don't show up. Uh, real, real quick, I do agree with both what you guys are saying, but what, what, does Fun, the company Funko have any say in this? I know normally that field was for all those high school teams and community colleges, but they put a lot of money into those naming rights. Uh, that, they signed their deal with the Everett School District. It was always directly with them. Okay, the Everett I don't School think District that field. The Everett School District owns that field, and and the Aqua Sox lease it. They lease the use of it. Uh, it's one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent the school district's situation. So uh, that's why the, that's why the school district teams would get priority because it's their field. Understood. I feel I don't like, like I feel uh, like I feel like that's less of a business move by. Funko and more of a philanthropic, uh, you know, idea to give back to the community of Everett because those guys are from here. So uh, I I don't know if there's, I don't think they have any pull or any sway as to to how that goes. No, maybe they can talk, maybe they can, they can complain and be grieved. And if there is a new stadium that, you know, my dream situation, if there, if there's a new stadium that gets planned, they could go, well, 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 give us a discount. We'll name the, you know, for the name of the, of the new stadium and get that deal. But otherwise I don't think they have it. Yeah. They don't have any pull. It's the school district is who they made the deal with and they can be, you know, the people who paid for the school district's college or a uh, uh, field, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the other thing is, is yeah, the Everett, the, uh, the uh, Everett community college and Edmonds community college are just tenants. Same with Everett merchants, just like the uh, Aqua Sox. Well, Edmonds, so, is not, Edmonds has their own field. Okay, sorry. Everett, then just Everett and Ever- the Everett Community College and Everett Merchants are also just you know they lease their tenants just like uh, uh, just like the Aqua Sox. So they're in a you know they're kind of at the mercy of the of the school district. So it is going to be a problem. But I like I said, I think there are options. You know, there's 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 a lot of land down on the on the a waterfront area that they want to, and putting a stadium down there with the park they've got the yeah, parking down there, and with the stadium down there would draw a lot of people down to the area. Oh they could God. build a really That's waterfront. Not, oh, that is not going to happen. They could tear down all the warehouses around the uh, between the freeway and uh, the train tracks like they want to, and build a stadium there. Sorry, I think that's Earth. that property's going to the highest bidder. 
I don't see that going for a baseball park. Well, we need to work on this to save our beloved Aqua Sox. <laughs> I don't think they're in as, as much danger as as you as you think. I think they, they'll stick around, and I think I think the, the the new money. I think I think part of the deal is that the mar the mine. This is still to be worked out. The miners obviously and, and the majors are meeting. They met today, and they're going to be in negotiations all the way until the contract expires in, in this fall. So there's a lot of time to work this out. But I think I think the majors are going to have to give more funding uh, to the teams that are kept yes, to bring the, it up to what yeah. they're what what they the level that they want like you said like the like the like the the uh, the locker rooms are not up to par with what what they want you know they they want to yeah. upgrade them uh there's not room for special trainers and special you know uh you know they want to go next level with some of the some of the benefits of these they want to go next level you don't want massage therapists on staff and they want nutritionists on staff and they want you know all a set weight room and they want you know all this stuff that they can you know get out the whole um the real you know with with conditioning and and weight training and all that, it's had you know in the last twenty years, it's totally had a complete revitalization and and they get into statistics and biometrics and and go full sabermetrics on you and that kind of that kind of stuff. And so they want to go up to that level, and that's going to take some investment. And they have to know that at a lot of the facilities that they're going to keep aren't going to meet those standards necessarily. So they're going to have to put in some money. What I, really I think that's going to be built. Yeah, I'd love to see that. What I'd really like to see is they take they take that clubhouse, and I don't know, maybe you take that crummy building across the street from the Funko Field, uh, you know, that crummy rundown one that looks, it looks pretty cool from the outside, but I mean, it's obviously rundown. Um, and maybe you convert that into, you know, some sort, you know, some sort of facility that, you know, maybe one of the floors is just Aqua Socks, you know, and the other floor is, you know, a locker, a set of locker rooms for everybody else. You know, that kind of, that kind of scenario that I think that'd be pretty cool if they, if they could do that. Um, you don't Are you talking about a school, build, school district building? Yeah. Okay. Then you have to get the school district to be okay with that. Well, yeah. see, and you donate. And that's what I was, that's what I was thinking is like, maybe you offer this as some sort of donation to the city of Everett school district. Um, we're going to give you a really cool clubhouse for, you know, uh, your high school teams. Uh, but this section here is just for aqua socks. You know, this is just, um, you know, so everybody benefits, but they get their own carved out por portion. Do you guys know what that building across, uh, across the parking lots even for? Are you talking about, um, long, long, long more long? Um, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, there's district offices in there. They use it. It's not run down and empty. It's, it's the district uses it for offices and office space. Is that the okay. building we were where we? Is that the building we went to when we were looking for the Empire thing or what? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's not so it's not empty, but it is run down, Matt. <laughs> oh, it is run down because it's every school district and they don't have any money. But um, it's 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 definitely being used. Um, okay, then maybe you take the current clubhouses renovate those and try to figure out a way where you can have enough space where the aqua socks have their own, their own zone. That's not being repurposed for other things. Um, but you donate, the, oh, but the donate, that's what it is. but you donate the rest of it, you know, to the city of Everett. And, uh, that's what I would like to see. Um, it's actually a historical landmark apparently. Yeah. Who knew? 
Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's used by the school districts. I don't know if they uh, they if they'd want us in there or at all. But um, yeah, there are options. There are things they could do. They could buy. They they can go across the across Broadway. There's there's you know there's other things they could do. Um, you know, go behind the park. Maybe oh, I don't know where, uh, their, where their offices are. Yeah, they could convert those. Maybe put the offices somewhere else. Yeah, maybe move the actual like front office to like an office building downtown or something and right, then and right. then have actual clubhouse there. Yeah. And then they can walk across their little parking lot there and come in through the outfield, you know? To that door the door the rising door that they yeah. always raise and have yeah, they can come in that way. Idea. Um there's that. Uh there's um well it's a social security across the street, isn't it? So yeah, there's there's nowhere that way, but maybe they can go there's a bakery across the street. You could maybe put, you know, the locker rooms yeah. next to that. And... That, that, old bar, that old bar that burned down. Or the bakery. Yeah. The thing is, you're going to block away. Harvey, you wanna, yeah. You don't want to have your you don't have your players change a block away. You want to have them change pretty much right next to the field. <laughs> um, yeah, but if, you if know, they the, go to Harvey's mat, though, they could always, you know, pour themselves a beer as they're you know, in the locker room. <laughs> You know what they could always do is they could build something on that big, big grass field that uh, they, you know, the, the I guess it's a practice field, isn't it? It's, For the school district. It's a practice um, field. However, boy, oh boy, how it's much? It's kind of unnecessary. It's not necessary, no. So you could build a really nice brand new facility right there. Yeah. But there's room. You know, you, you, and yeah, like you said, you, you, what you do is you do, you donate half of it to the to the district, and hey, you, you know, here the, the you know the school, the high school kids, and 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 uh, merchants and and community college can use these you know these locker rooms, but these ones are set aside for you know, um, our boys or whatever you know. Um, but yeah, but that would cost, I mean, you know, then you're talking, yeah, you're going it, to, it's going to be millions and you're going to have to build a lot. And, and like I said, I think there's going to be some money included or an agreement in that, in that, uh, agreement with the minor leagues, uh, majors are going to have to kick in some money to bring up the facilities to a certain level. Cause we're not the only ones that have a field that is kind of questionable. And so I'm sure Spokane needs some updating. I'm sure Boise needs some updating. I'm sure, you know. Go across the country. I'm sure there's, you know, some, a lot of the teams that they chose to keep. I'm sure a lot of them are, you know, borderline. You're not gonna, you know, not everyone has major league caliber facilities. Well, Eugene isn't that owned by the college. Eugene is 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 pretty nice because it's yeah it's set on on um, and that's gonna be a problem too because it's they lease from the University of Oregon and the University of Oregon's team has got to play and play as priority. So um, I remember that we couldn't do. Um, um, isn't that's why we played in, in Safeco Field, wasn't it? Because you're playing as Eugene. No, and, we're, and no, it was Spokane. Not, Spokane. Oh, okay. And Spokane well, there was, was there having was a, a state fair at the at the state. Yeah, there was there was a game. <laughs> there was a game that they had to do double header because they couldn't reschedule it later on because Eugene because Oregon Ducks were playing or something, and so that they couldn't Eugene couldn't reschedule. <clears throat> All right, well, real quick, you guys have any quick shout outs before we close the show? Uh, yeah, if the Seahawks draft, uh, or if they trade up in the draft, I'll be angry. And so I will literally shout out and say, don't do that. 
but louder. Well, I'm hoping they trade up. It will be an exciting show next week for us. <laughs> it would be interesting. It would be really interesting to see if they actually trade out. Zigged instead of Zag, like I said, you know? I mean, everyone's expecting them to trade down. What if they What if they don't? <laughs> What if, what if, yeah. <laughs> well, <I'm> tuned. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, make sure you follow us at SeattleSportsUnion.com. And we are also on Twitter at Seattle Sports Union. And you can follow us on Facebook. Our podcasts are on iTunes and Podbean, but we will share them on Twitter and Facebook. And please follow me personally at Soulman156. And follow Abraham Deweese if he wants to give out his Twitter account. Oh, you yes, want to give out your Twitter account. Yeah, it's at Abraham Deweese. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Go Seahawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks.